Uh, can you hear me? All right. Hey, I want to start with prayer, obviously. Um, uh, Father, this morning, uh, it's a privilege, Father, to come before my church family and, and speak your words. But, God, they don't, they don't need just to hear me, God. They need to hear what you have, have ordered for them to hear this morning, God. And, Father, I pray that the words that they hear, Father, would go in and it would help, um, that they can use it, Father God, and that um, it would help them to glorify you more in their life. Um, and, Father, I just thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, can the young children come up? <clears throat> and hang out with Mr. Sean for a minute. You guys could you could have a seat here on the floor, wherever you'd like to. Ah, beautiful children. Everybody looks nice today. Come on, young lady. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Does anybody know what they want to be when they grow up? Anybody? What do you want to be? I want to be an engineer. An engineer? My man. What would you like to be? A teacher. That's good. Anybody else? A who? A veterinarian. You like pets? Well, that's a good thing. You want to rescue animals? Maybe you can work with her when you get older. Huh? A ballet dancer. Wow. What would you like to be? An artist. That's good stuff. Anybody else? A doctor. Woo. Whose son is that? <laughs> well, you know what? You know what Mr. Sean wanted to be when he got older? I wanted to be a football player. That's what I've always wanted to do. I wanted to play football when I was younger. That's the only thing I thought. It wasn't about money. It wasn't about fame. I just loved to play football. And I used to go out in the yard and play by myself. I'd throw the ball and see how far I can go and catch it, you know. But obviously, Mr. Sean didn't become a football player. You know why? Because it wasn't God's plan. That's, that's not what he had in, it, in, in my future, you know. And even though you say that you want to be these things, and those are good things, you know, God has a plan for your life. And he wants to direct the plan for your life, you know. And he doesn't want us to just make it up. Or he doesn't want us to say, well, I want to become something because it pays a lot. Or because it's, I could be famous or it's exciting, you know, God says, I have a will for you, and he wants to lead you to that plan. That's what Mr. Sean wants to talk to, to, uh, about today, to you and to your parents. You know, in the Bible, there's a book called Proverbs. Who knows that book? That's good. Proverbs is a book that talks about wisdom. And wisdom helps us to live smart and to live the way God would have us to live. Okay. How many of you have ever been somewhere and you're walking with your mom or your dad and you're holding your hand? Yeah, me. even me when I was younger. Last week? No. <laughs> when I was younger. But you know what? What they're doing is they're trying to lead you somewhere. They're leading you somewhere. They're making sure you stay safe, you know. And that's what God wants to do with us. You know, I mean, he doesn't literally come down and hold our hand. But he wants to lead us through life. And he wants to make sure we get to where he wants us to be. You understand that? You know, when Mr. Sean was younger, my biggest fear was to get up in front of people and talk. I hated it. You know, actually in school, I would get bad grades because, uh, I'll get to you in a minute. I'd get bad grades because the teacher would say, uh, you have a book report, and then you have to read it in front of class. And you know what? I wouldn't show up. Or I just wouldn't do the report. And even though the teacher said, you're going to get a bad grade, I still wouldn't do it. 
because I was afraid to speak in front of people. But look at Mr. Sean now. There's no fear. You know why there's no fear? Because God has led me here. This is not something that I chose to do on my own. This is God took me by the hand. And he said, I'm going to have you speak in front of people. And when God leads you somewhere, he'll give you the power and the ability to do it. And that's why it's important um, when your parents bring you to church and all the things you learn about the Bible. The reason why we teach you that is because we want you through your whole life. One day you're going to be big like Mr. Sean. You're going to be older, and that maybe not as tall as me, but you're going to get older. And God wants to be your leader your whole life. He doesn't want you to forget that. You got that? Young lady, you had something to say. What was it? You love what? You like standing in front of people. Man, that's, that's good. And maybe God will use that. Okay? Let me see what we're going to do here to close off. Hey, let me ask you a question. How many of you ever played with Legos before? Legos, that's right. Yeah, yeah I play with Legos too with my children. I'm not going to lie. And you know, when you see Legos, you take them and you look in that bucket and there's a whole bunch of different colors and they're all over the place. And you pour, How many pour them out on a rug? You keep them in a bucket or you pour them on a rug? You got to pour them on a rug because when you need that little wheel, it's like you got to dig down to the bottom. And you got them all out, you can spread them out and find the wheel. Well, you know what? That's sort of like what our life is like. It's all over the place. And God wants to take each one of those pieces of Lego and put one on top of the other, on top of the other. And then sooner or later, God builds our life. You know? So this is what I want you to remember. All right? Remember that God wants to lead your life. And he has a purpose for your life. And he wants you to acknowledge him. He wants you to talk to him about what you want to be. So if you want to be a doctor, sir, you talk to God and you say, God, I would really like to be a doctor. And say, if that's your plan, make it happen. And for you, you want to be a ballerina? If that's what you really want in your heart, talk to God about it. And he'll love to hear from you. You too, sir. Engineer. All right? Okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go have a seat with your parents. I want to talk to them about the same thing, okay? Good job, guys. All right, all right. Well, obviously... What we're talking about is, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about the uh, book of Proverbs, um, chapter 3 in Proverbs, verse 5 and 6, okay? Um, obviously, the book of Proverbs is about wisdom, you know, as we were talking to the children. Wisdom, not just being smart, not just intelligence, but wisdom, God's plan for our life, knowing what God wants for us, okay? Um, I'm going to read the scripture for you. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all of your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, the first word in those two scriptures, trust. Trust is putting your confidence in something. And for some people to say trust in God, that's hard because they don't really know God or, or they, you can't see God, you know. And in order to trust somebody, you do have to have a relationship and Somebody's life I want to highlight out of the Bible is David, because as we all know, David knew God. David went through trials with God. He had uh, triumphs with God. So we're going to use his life in this sermon uh, to teach us some lessons. Okay. In Psalms 34, the fourth to the eighth verse, this is what David tells us about God. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. 
Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. And this is my favorite of the verses. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Again, I said my favorite part of that scripture was, uh, that reading was, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. All right. David knew the Lord to the point that he's telling us, I want you to come and taste and see from this God because he's good. Now, why would David say that? In these scriptures, he just told us, he said, God hears his people when we pray. He hears us, and not only does he hear us, he answers our prayers. God, David said that he delivers his people. He delivers them. How many of you here have been in situations, and you know that it's God that delivered you out of the situation? Or how many of you, yeah, yeah, well, how many of you here, you came to the Lord, and you had all types of sin working in your life, but it's not there anymore? Amen. Amen. This is the God that David is talking about. He says, angels, angels encamp around those who trust in him. Protection. And I want to tell you, I know that if it wasn't for God, I would not be here today. And the last is what David said. He says, blessed is the man or woman who trusts in the Lord. That blessing, that is God is on your side when you trust in the Lord. He's on your side. Well, the Bible says, if God be for us. Who can be against us? Or what can be against us? Nothing. This is why David says, put your trust in God. All right. In Proverbs, the same scripture, Proverbs 5, he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. The heart is the center of something. You know, when we all say, there's, there's a saying, people say, let's get to the heart of the matter. They're talking about, let's get to the main point, the purpose. This is what... This is what Proverbs says, trust God with your whole heart, everything that you are. This is what David says in Psalm 62 and 8. He says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, O people. Pour out your hearts to him. Have you ever poured your heart out to God? Hmm? God is saying, you can trust me with your fears, your weaknesses, with your children, your families, with your job, with your future. With your ambitions. This is what the Bible says. Trust in him with your whole heart. With everything that's in you. Now, we get a warning in, this, in, in Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in God with your whole heart, but lean not to your own understanding. Trust in God with your whole heart, but don't lean to your own understanding. Now, we take a, a, something that happened from David's life to highlight this. In First Chronicles, the 21st chapter... Um, David had an idea to count all of Israel. And he said to Joab, Joab was the commander of his army. He said, Joab, I want you to go out and count all of Israel. And when you get done, I want you to come back to me. All right. As Joab went and done this, there was a prophet named Gad that came to David. And he said, David, what you have done is evil. And he said, because of it, God is going to bring a plague on Israel. And 70,000 people died. Now, when I read that, I thought, well, that's just a king being a king. He's just being a steward of his nation. He's counting the people up, making sure everything's in order, you know. 
Why would God come against that? Well, the key is in the very first verse of uh, 1 Chronicles 21. This is what it says. It says, Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. This wasn't an idea that David just thought up. The idea was provoked by an evil force. All right? Actually, in the Bible, we see the devil do this many times. All right? We see with Eve, obviously. He came to Eve and he just gave some suggestions. He didn't make her do anything. There was just suggestions. And she latched on to the suggestion. All right? Peter, in the Bible, Jesus Christ was telling his disciples that I must die and it's going to be the, the, the chief priest and the religious people that are going to kill me, but I'm going to come back three days later. And Peter pulls Jesus to the side and he says... That's not going to happen to you. He rebuked Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. It's not Peter he was talking to. It was the influence of the idea that Peter brought to him that he was talking to. And Jesus said to Satan, you are a stumbling block to me. And not only are you a stumbling block, but you only have the things of man in mind, not the things of God. These scriptures are showing us that we can get ideas Things can pop into our minds that's not God. They could be good ideas. We may look at it and say, there's nothing wrong with what the idea I just came up with. But in the Bible, we see that all the ideas that pop in our head, they're not from God. All right? Listen to what God says, uh, or what the Bible says here. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God desires to protect us from this type of attack, to protect us from this type of influence. This is the reason why he says, trust in me with all of your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. All right. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge me in all of your ways. It is for protection's sake that God says, I want you to acknowledge me with all of your ways. You know, the safest place to be is in God's will. That is the safest place, no matter how hard it is. And I will attest to that. No matter how hard God's will is, that is the safest place to be because that is the place of blessing. That is the place of power. And that is the safest place for any of us to be. This is the reason why God says, acknowledge me because I want you to be in my will. In James, the fourth chapter, the 13th to 15th verse, this is what James says. He says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there. Carry on business and make money. He says, you do not even know what tomorrow will bring. Now, in these two scriptures, we see the people made decisions on today or tomorrow. They said, we will go. They decided who was going to be involved. They said to this or that city, they decided what place we're going to go. They're going to buy and sell and make gain. And what James is saying here is that you've decided the time that you're going to do something. You've decided who's going to do it with you. You've decided the place you're going to go, the activity and the purpose. All without acknowledging God. In James 4.15, he said, What's right to do is to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and we will do this or that. 
When we acknowledge God, when we put God first, when we acknowledge him with everything we have, it puts God in his proper place. And it puts us in our proper place. It shows God that we know that you have better insight than we have. Proverbs 3 and 6, he says, if you trust in me with all your heart, and if you don't lean to your own understanding, I will direct your path. Now, that's a blessing. Now, I'm not saying that your own understanding is wrong. God has given us intelligence. But he says, I want you to do it with my authority. I want to be chief. That's why he's savior and we're servants. All right. He says, I will direct your path. This is a promise. If you acknowledge me with your life, I will direct it. I mean, who can ask for more? The God of heaven and earth is directing your life. God gave us his word to be a lamp unto our feet. God gave us his spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. And God gave us prayer. And the Bible says that he hears the prayers of the righteous. That's not somebody who's perfect. We're righteous because of Jesus Christ. And he says, because you believe in my son, I hear your prayers. Um, I just want to briefly give a little bit of testimony. You know, uh, without God right now, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be ready to watch football today, doing some questionable things with some questionable people. That's what I'd be up to today. I don't know what my life would be. But me and my wife, we decided to give our life fully over to God. I never thought I'd leave Pittsburgh. Somebody told me you'd be living in Jacksonville. I'd think, you got to be crazy. When you give your life to God, there's, there's no telling. There's no telling where he's going to sweep you away. There's no telling what he's going to ask you to do. But that is the perfect place to be, trusting in God. Um. Young people, I just want to let you know, you got so much coming in your life. College, what you're going to do, who you're going to marry. Put your life in God's hands, and I'm telling you, he will not let you down. I mean that with all my heart. He won't let you down. I would say to you like David would say, taste and see, because the Lord is very good. All right? Um, we're going into 2018, and, and I know we talk about resolutions. Some people say, eh, yeah, whatever. But I want you to make a re- resolution. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. We don't know what 2018 holds, but he does. He's been there and passed it. So I pray that you would acknowledge the Lord all throughout this year, and he will direct your path. All right? Um, I would like for us all to stand, if, that's, if you can. If we can all stand. If you could put it up for me. I want us to read something together uh, as a church family. If you could, you could hold hands. If you could hold the person's hand next to you. And uh, we're going to read Psalms 23 because I think this Psalms talks about the Lord guiding us and leading us. Okay. On three, we'll all read it. Ready? One, two, three. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 Let's close in prayer, please. Father, um, you are our God and we are your servants. And Father, we will, we will make a point to trust in you in all of our ways, God. And Father, we trust that you will lead us. We have confidence in you. Father, I pray that you would bless all these people in this room. Bless their families. Bless their homes. Bless their business. And Father, hear their prayers. Lead and guide them. And for the young people, God, show them for certain that you are real. Don't leave a question, Father. Show them that you are their God and that you are alive and living and that you love them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.